Listening Dog Media. Rocket with Kieran Bracken and Nick Easter. The Rugby Podcast that doesn't take itself too seriously. Morning, listeners. Welcome to Rocket in Lockdown. We are back on our sofas and uh, we got a few things to talk about, you know, chewing the fat about what we've been up to recently, what's happening, well, in the rugby world, obviously no plane um, as far as that's concerned. Our alternative Rugby 15 and we also hear from Louis Rees-Zamet, uh, Gloucester and Wales winger, and Nicky Little, a legendary Fijian fly half who uh, played as a 9-10 combo with you, Brax, didn't he? It's Harrison. That's right. What a great lad. And, and we'll be listening to him later. Boy, can he sing still. Yeah, I bet he can. So, hopefully you enjoy it. Rocket with Kieran Bracken and Nick Easter. So, Nick, another week's gone by in lockdown. And I can see that the, uh, the Clippers have been used uh, to good effect. And the big question is, Nick, is uh, who actually did the damage did you have faith in the wife obviously your little one is a bit young to be doing it but uh did you do it yourself as a bit self and a bit of the wife it was uh, it was a bit of both mate and uh it needed to be done i mean it was I looks mean, it was good about, it was, mate it was about eight weeks growth and all it looks like is a massive brillo pad on my head as you would have seen last week yeah um and obviously you've got time on your hands haven't you in this lockdown i don't have any clippers myself so my neighbour across the road, who I know he's actually a uni mate, he, he had a set of clippers. So he uh, obviously social distancing, plonked them on my doorstep. Yeah. And they're ones with one guard on it and you can change the length. So quite good. Yeah. So I thought, oh, where's this going to go? And I, I sort of asked the <laughs> missus, look, I'll, I'll, I'll have a go at it. Because like anything, mate, unless it's a professional, you do it yourself. If it's an amateur doing it, mate, it's going it's to hurt. So the missus started trying to cut my hair with some sort of blades, and it was pulling my hair out. Some oh. sort of, it's, it's a funny old blade. You sort of pull the hair, and you, you try and taper it off, and no. it was killing me, and I was being a right girl about it. So I, so I thought, right, I'll, I'll get the clippers on, you know, the, around the side, see what it is. So I put it on a seven, and little did I know later, actually, that my mate told me that actually the length is too lower than what it says. So it's a good job. I did put it on a seven. I put it on a seven round one side, put it on a seven round the other side, and it conked out. And he hadn't <laughs> charged it. And I thought, he stitched me up here. And uh, I just, he put it in, the, to be honest, he dropped it off in the morning, but I didn't get going until sort of five o'clock in the evening. And I thought, so I texted him and called him, and he wouldn't answer his phone. You know, he didn't answer his text, and it was getting to about seven o'clock. And I was like, look, I know I'm not seeing many people because you're in lockdown, but I do like to walk the dog or go out for a jog here. And I'm not doing it with a complete medieval monk cat file type haircut, you know, like a proper bowl cut. Oh, brilliant. And uh, anyway, uh, and then the, the next door neighbor, direct next door neighbor, he told me he had some clippers, you know, a week before or some of that. I said, mate, I'm in a desperate situation. I need to borrow your clippers. And he goes, yeah, I've got clippers, but the problem is I don't, you know, the only length I've got is a, is a, is a zero because <laughs> I don't have the attachment. So I went, well, I ain't doing that. I'll wait for the guy across the road to, um, you know, give me the charger. And luckily he's sort of around at eight 30. He said, yeah, mate, I mean, come and pick up the charger. So I, stuck it in and started started doing it to be honest mate and yeah the back and sides is okay it's how you deal with the top um and eventually just decided put it on a zero wet the hair spike it up 
Um, and just bravely, bravely, we're just cutting it with the, with the zero on the top and obviously trying not to make a massive dent or hole in it. And I think... It looks it's, all right. It's, it's not I'm too not, catchy. I'm not being funny, but you found a second career. I mean, seriously, that actually looks all right. It does look good. But the, but the missus, did you, did you sort of notice while she was doing it, she was clenching her sort of like teeth and she was like having a go here was it was it right now's my time to ruin him she does she doesn't want the hooligan haircut mate and uh i was sort of teasing going oh i think i've gone a bit too long i'm gonna have to take it all off but uh she was good as well mate she tidied it up did a proper job around the around the backsides and everything else because we 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 cut um so i say we me and me and my wife cut our eldest son you know this new haircut that these kids have where they have they have it really short on the sides up to the back and then they push it all down at the front, you know, like Peaky Blinders, you know. <laughs> so so I've got the old clippers that I used on me, which didn't work so well and so, sort of had a go at his. And I did all around the sides pretty good, but we couldn't really, I now realise how professional and how uh, expertise the, you know, the, the barbers are because trying to, trying to sort of get a nice, as opposed to having a proper bowl haircut was actually quite difficult but we got the scissors out and uh, made it actually look all right so i can imagine there's a few uh botched uh sessions out. i saw suzanne shaw who i know quite well from dancing eyes she was cutting her eldest uh son's hair it was so funny that she's arguing he's shouting at her and she's laughing but it's uh it's quite a nervous <laughs> thing to do but the two other boys have refused to have their hair cut so uh so maybe uh maybe they have that maybe it doesn't look that good i notice you're in your you must be in the west wing now because there's no pictures in the background of you playing so you've got a nice skyline of of london there so hey i'll tell you why i'm here um as i said because at the 11th hour yesterday, you remember him, Rory Jenkins, Bosch. Oh, a, Bosch, what a legend. But, mate, he phones me up. So we, we did something, just before I move on to that, we did something quite good from a social point of view yesterday is uh, a few of us neighbours, in that we wheeled our barbecues down into the front yard because we get the sun in the afternoon and had a, a barbecue over the, uh, over the uh, front gardens. Um, a nice little social barbecue. So that was good fun. And, it, and I've got about three or four missed calls from Rory Jenkins. I'm like, what's he? He goes, mate, I need, an, I need you to call me about urgency. You need a massive favour. I said, like, what on earth could it be? And he wants time. your barbecue, doesn't he? And yeah, well, exactly. And anyway, he's, uh, he's part, he's, you know, he, he, I think he's consulting from a law side, but uh, this um, ce- celebrity e-sports um, company, yeah. so, you know, electronic sports or whatever, they uh, they're running a big FIFA 20 competition on PlayStation, um, raising money for all the NHS charities. Um, they're hoping to raise five millions, which is astonishing. Anyway, um, John Terry pulled out yesterday because I think Aston Villa have their own charity and it clashed or whatever it might be. And he says, "Look, you know, we need a celebrity sportsman." I said, "Well, why on earth are you phoning me then?" Um, but. You know, we, we got past that, and I've got to play. I think I'm playing Josh Butler at about three o'clock today. Oh, on, on FIFA football, it's on YouTube. You can watch it on YouTube and everything. I'll get all the social media stuff out there. So, literally, this morning I've been busy, and the reason I'm in the West Wing, as you say, I've been busy. And you'll, you'll notice a couple of guitars here, but I've been busy setting up all this PlayStation gear. I'm not sure if you can see. Oh, it. yeah, yeah, I can see. Oh, it. Yeah, yeah. It's, the setups up there, you've got. I don't know what player is up there, but it's... Are you good, um, though? Are you any good? 
there, there's a, there's the PlayStation. Mate, I've never played it in my life. Oh, you're going to be shocking. Oh, it's going to be I know. So that I'm on the phone. This is why I was a bit late um, logging in here. I was on the phone to the guy, setting it all up. There's a view cam. You've got your headphones and all that. I can do the HDMI cable. You know, I'm not that, uh, I'm not that much of a dinosaur, but that's about it. And he's setting me up on it. And I said, like, right, mate, you've just got to give me literally a fool's guide. What is shoot? What is pass? Oh, no. What is tackle? Oh, this is going to be so embarrassing. I'm all You've got cringing. all these buttons on the back, and I have no idea, mate, but uh, I think I'm going I'm to play one game, I think, um, just before I take him on, but I'm not expecting anything big, I can tell you that. I'm so, do you know what? I'm, I'm cringing right now for it. I, just, I can imagine Josh Butler is. He's playing it all the time. They tour eight months of the year. It'll be absolutely fantastic, and you'll be, you'll be kicking it into your own net. That is going to be brilliant. But shall we, shall we have a chat with our first guest? Uh, this week, uh, Lewis Reese Zamet from Gloucester, who I'm sure can give you some tips uh, on how to play FIFA football. Hi, are you okay? Yeah, good. Thanks, thanks for uh, coming on our podcast. Um, so yeah, I mean, first of all, just 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 a quick catch up on um, what's what's life like for you at the moment. Uncertainty, obviously, going back to playing the Premiership. But what? How are you keeping yourself busy in lockdown? As you can see, myself has sort of had a bit of a haircut and Nicky stuff <laughs> might have put a bit of weight on. But you look you you look like you're happy as Larry in your little kitchen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's, there's not much you can do apart from you know train once a day and then um, I go back home to gym. Just bought a new Watt bike, so um, <laughs> been smashing that a bit. Um, so, what are you? What are you doing? What are you doing, Louis? From a from a sort of weights perspective, because you know clearly you can tell I like to keep myself in good shape, even though <laughs> I look at his guns. Life. Look at his guns there. <laughs> I'm, uh, I, you know, it must be a struggle. I don't know what you're like as an athlete, but for for the guys that need to keep their strength up you know, the heavy deadlifters or maybe the, the, the yeah. muscle mass up if they don't have their own gym in a garage. And I know you guys have paid a fortune nowadays anyway. <laughs> can't afford that. But if you don't, you know, well, someone like you, mate, has come through and absolutely flying um, this season. Um, how are the guys managing it uh, at Gloucester? How are you sort of managing it? Are you on a sort of rotor for, for gym equipment or are you completely not allowed to make uh, be in contact with each other and have to find your own means? Uh yeah, so most of us already have gym equipment at the house, but um, Gloucester have supplied a few bits and bobs um, for the boys to do. But I've just fo- I've just been focusing on my speed training, yeah, just to uh, yeah keep on top of that, and then um, just been doing power in the gym. So I haven't been like lifting really heavy. I've just been trying to do explosive movements, just to keep on top of my sprints. And uh, how how fast can you go up the stairs now? Very fast. Single leg <laughs> bounds up the stairs, mate. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you've, I've been doing. You've had a great uh, breakthrough season, but it must be quite frustrating for you. Uh, everyone thought Nick and I did think you were going to get a cap uh, with Wales. Yeah. You'd get your chance, and uh, you know you're a try scoring machine. But it's all <laughs> been put to a halt at the moment. But but looking forward though, you must be looking forward to your, your first cap. What you know? What's it like being training with Wales and? Um, and of course, you know at Gloucester, you've got Johnny May who's coming back is might yeah. be putting pressure on you. So, what about the uh, the Wales thing? Get you know how's it been? Uh, yeah, um, it was a good experience before this break. Uh, I was obviously in there for like six weeks, um, but obviously I didn't get to play, which is a bit frustrating. But I know my time will come hopefully if I just keep performing. 
obviously the pram got cut short when I was uh, I was doing all right. So uh, I was a bit frustrated on that behalf as well. But when it all comes back to normal, hopefully I can keep scoring. Yeah, mate, you were you were on absolute fire, weren't you then? <laughs> um, how, how, mate, how, how have you found um, you know? The, the step up, if, if there is any, well, when you were in camp from, from Gloucester, from your sort of club rugby, because clearly, obviously, club rugby over a long sort of period, you know, the intense parts in the pre-season, yeah. start of the season, then you sort of got to manage your squad and, you know, the, the intensity sort of in, you know, fits and starts depending on, on bodies and numbers and, and, and games. Yeah. Um, so in the international environment, clearly, you know, guys are brought together, competition for places, you know, you want to show your best, you know, in training yeah. and, you know, make that impression, obviously, on the coaches. Have you have you found that a big step up or have you sort of taken it in your stride? You're sort of, from judging from your performances, mate, you, you look absolutely sort of to the manner born as far as international rugby. <laughs> but I'm sure you probably won't um, be that confident on here. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a bit of both. Um, obviously, it's a step up in terms of intensity and the quality of training. Um, but... I'm just trying to take it in my stride, take it day by day in camp, and uh, hopefully, yeah, we'll 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 get back out there soon. And um, yeah, I want to I want to play for Wales, so hopefully, I'll get a cap very soon. Just on that playing for Wales, I mean, you know, I, I know uh, Eddie Jones was quite interested to play for England. Was there a little part of you, just a tiny little part of you, thinking? <laughs> no. No. no, I I couldn't. No, I can't do that. Wow. <laughs> hey, why, mate? Would you get would you get filled in back over the seven breeze? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, big time. You would not. I'd be disowned. Oh, brilliant. So, Johnny, but listen, Johnny May's coming back to the club. Do you reckon, are you, I mean, he loves the sprinting and he's obviously one of the <laughs> sharpest out there. Who's quicker? Be honest. You know what your 30-yard dash is and his is. Are, are you quicker than him? 30-yard dash. Have you oh, ever, whatever. Have you ever heard that expression, Louis? Whatever. I mean, whatever. that is an old man talking, isn't it? <laughs> I honestly, I yeah. When he gets when he gets to the club next year, we'll have to have a race and we'll have to record it to see. But oh, that that'll that be a good race. Who's I'm your money on, Nick? Who's your money on, Nick? Oh, mate, Louis, mate. Mate, he's already kicked him out, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, it will be. It'll be. It'll. It'll. Um. It will be good, mate. Because uh, you're both phenomenal athletes, to be fair. And uh, you know what? What pace there is at Gloucester. Um, more importantly, but, though, more importantly, uh, by the way, um, is that. And have you got any sort of advice for Nick? Because he's about to play FIFA, okay? And oh. he's never played it. And he's playing against the cricketer. Is it Joss Butler? You're playing against Joss Butler. Well, let me just tell you, I've been roped in last night, <laughs> finishing off a barbecue. This is how late it was. I'm roped in by an ex-colleague of mine who's uh, running a uh, sort of celebrity esports um, event, FIFA yeah. 20, a charity, hoping to raise a lot of money for the NHS charity. Yeah. And they had John Terry pull out. Um, so for some, some reason I was next on the list. Haven't <laughs> similar standing, mate. Similar, yeah, similar yeah. standing, mate. Um, and I've got to take on, yeah, Josh Butler. And I've literally just set it up on the phone before this podcast. I have no idea how to play. I've been told X is pass, circle is shoot. Yeah. Is that right? Are you, well, been, I mean, how, been, do, do you, first of all, mate, do you play this game? I've been playing it every day for the past however long we've been in lockdown. Right, so, so what we need to do, so what we need to do is we need to somehow, you know, just fiddle it a little bit. Yeah. Right? And... Get his handle as Nick Easter. Cut me with uh, whatever you call it, the controller. But actually, Louis is playing the game for me. So somehow we need to get 
Louis to play as my... <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you Gloucester champion? Are you beating the Gloucester boys? Oh, Who's... we haven't had a competition, but I, I back myself. I'd be ah. absolutely smashing it this lockdown. Do you? Beating any of the Welsh players? Who have you played in the Welsh team? You've been beating uh, them? Leon Brown's good. Um, there's a few good boys. Aaron Wainwright. We uh, we used to go into each other's rooms and just have a massive tournament 2v2. So. Brilliant. Yeah, is, it, uh, is, is, is FIFA more popular than the, the Call of Duty, is it now? Uh you just right. Okay, it's half and it. half between the squads. You could only play one game now for the rest of your life. Oh, brilliant. Which one would it be? The new release of FIFA or the new release of COD? I'd say FIFA. This is, mate, this is a tougher decision than Wales, England, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd have to say FIFA. Yeah. Although I love Call of Duty, I've, I've been smashing FIFA recently and I, I got a bit of addictive. I got a bit okay. Addictive. So, last thing on FIFA. Which international teams we're playing as international teams, and I'll let you know the team I'm involved in um, in a minute. But if you were to rank the top four teams on FIFA, which would be the strongest top four teams? Uh, My team's in it. Not that I've got hope in hell. <laughs> so, number one, you'd have to go France. Number two, you'd go Germany. Still not there. Number three, you'd go. Um, Argentina, just because of the pace. Oh, no, I haven't got Argentina. You, I hope you're not England. <laughs> no, I'm not England. I think, mate, uh, I think just Butler's England, actually. <laughs> uh, and then for Portugal. Yes, that's the team. Yeah. Well, it's between Argentina and Portugal for third. Yeah, that's good. So I've got a strong team. Yeah, so. you've, you've got a chance. So if you've I keep it under 10, I'm doing all right, aren't I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'd obviously like to get the win, but... Is what it is. Well, yeah. listen, uh, th th thanks very much for your time. It's, isn't it interesting that uh, I think we're finding uh, the rugby chat less less important than the FIFA chat? That's <laughs> the way the world is now, isn't it? But yeah. we look forward to get you getting your first cap. And we'd love to have you back on uh, when the season reopens. And best of luck. And uh, thanks for coming on. Cheers, Bob. Cheers, Louis, thanks, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Cheers, bye. bye. Rocket with Kieran Bracken and Nick Easter. So... Nick, we talked last week about it and it's all in the press at the moment. There's a vote this week, I'm not sure when, um, for the president of World of Rugby with uh, Bill Bowman and P-Shot going against each other. Rumour has it that Bill Bowman has got more backing than P-Shot, but there's a lot of press. I heard um, a, lot, you know, a lot of people, Sir Clive Woodward speaking out, saying that he thought the game needed realigning and changing and uh, but it sounds like it's going to be a rubber stamp with Bill Bowman getting the vote but it's interesting with the the old and the new and um, we talked about the, the the idea of the promotion relegation of six nations and, and maybe about changes in the game but it does feel like that um, a lot of people do want to see change um, and the question is is whether Bill Bowman with another four years will actually create those changes that's possibly needed in the game but it's, it's quite, quite hard to know what's right and wrong. I mean, you said last week, almost quite rightly, about the Six Nations. If you start bringing everyone in, you kind of lose the sentiment of the Six Nations in a way. Um, and a promotion relegation, God forbid, someone like Scotland or Wales has to play Georgia and Romania to get back into the championship. Um, so it, it is interesting. And, and obviously, 
the global calendar again. And I liked what you said last week about the the international tours that, that we have where we play South Africa, New Zealand, Australia. And it, they're nothing games. Yes, they're good for the public to see them play against each other. But actually, they don't mean anything. And I think if they meant something, like you said in cricket... You're, you're, yeah, you're referring to the autumn ones, aren't you? Because yeah. we, we obviously tour there in our summer. And yeah, yeah just uh, bringing back to the point I was trying to make is... And this has never been done before. I know they used to come on Grand Slam tours. And there was... Yeah. Never, and play the four home unions and things like that but just re- just recreating um basically um that connection with the public really and it's yeah. like you know I, I sort of use the um the analogy with ashes cricket um yeah. they used to come right at the start of the summer all west indies or whoever was touring, yeah. they'd yeah. come at the start of the summer around april time land on the shores play all the counties in the lead up to the first test and it was a five test series or whatever it was and you really got engrossed with sort of yeah. um, the type of the players, the characters, the personalities that were on that tour. And it also, from a from a sports perspective, it was a real, real test because ultimately you're exposed so much more as a player that it, there wasn't any sort of element of surprise about what you're about. Is it, the analysis yeah. could be done on the bowl or the bats and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so it was a true test. So the quality of cricket was excellent as well. And you built up, you know, this. Um, you know, anticipation is tension as well throughout the series, and um, so it really what, meant, what, so, what, it meant so lingered, what are you it lingered long in the memory as well. And uh, what are you so advising that? Yeah, so what I'm sort of suggesting is in the autumn, yeah, how about you know, Argent, one of the sort of Argentina, uh, Japan, Pacific Islands, obviously, the, the big three as well, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, they play one of our nations but in a three-test series. So they're only over for three three weeks. So yeah. sometimes they play four games, both yeah. the home nations away. So you're saving a weekend. Yeah. You actually have more meaning to it. You might have a couple of midweek games against uh, premiership sides, uh, uh, yeah. pro-14 sides, whatever it might be, or French yeah. sides, France is one of the teams. And, and use that other weekend um, for the exposure of the Tier 2 nations. Yeah. You know, at Twickenham, at Stade de France, at uh, the Millennium. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's what I was sort of getting at. So you've still got the four-week international calendar, um, but you bring more meaning to those touring sides coming over, and you can spread the games throughout the country. So if New Zealand came over, they could play a you know, game at Newcastle, Old Trafford, yeah, probably yeah. one at Twickenham, whatever. So Twickenham still get their game. Um, and I think those are the sort of changes that are needed. Um, you know, le- less games but more meaningful games. Because uh, that's right, the summer. Th- but th- it'd be interesting to see whether you can tie in the summer tours to the autumn to to somehow make it meaningful. And I, I agree with what you're saying. I remember I particularly enjoyed, and I think it's two thousands or ninety nine, where we went to South Africa and played a two test series. You know, you rarely get these opportunities where you go to a country and play a proper series. But I do think, like you say, the Ashes is so spectacularly, you know, sponsored and hyped up. And actually, we need to make it more interesting. You know, the autumn and the summer somehow needs to combine in world rugby to make something quite exciting. I don't know what that is. I like what you're saying. Uh, I love the idea because I remember when I played the All Blacks first time. We I played them for the north. I played them for the southwest uh, down in Cornwall, which was a br- brilliant playing them there. And then I played them in England A at Newcastle. And then the following week, I played one test against New Zealand at Twickenham. And you're right. 
sort of like four week tour you know the the personalities and the hype and it builds and builds and i think there's an opportunity there i don't quite know what it is but i do think the problem is in a way it's going to go down to player welfare player releases with their clubs versus country yeah i do do, however feel though that now is a great opportunity um and i know that the rfu don't have the money but I always feel that England would be better suited with centrally contracted players. That's my uh, uh, feeling. I also like the idea, and I don't know what you think, I just put it out there. I quite like, I don't know whether you've been watching The Last Dance on Netflix. Did you Have, have you watched that? Mate, it's, um, I had a call with Carl Sinclair the other day. He said, Minty, you got to watch that. Um, it's on my to-do list. I haven't started watching it, though. Apparently well, it's well, if, if, if we went to central contracts and how that would work, you know, I, I'm not sure. Just let's in a perfect world, because I think England would be better suited with central contract. And in a way, we're already centrally contract to some extent because a lot of them only play a quarter or a third of their club matches anyway. And they are if you have to sort of pay quite large amounts of their salaries to have them. So I would like to see central contract, but I'd also like to see the drafts done in a certain way because if you have essential contracts then you have a draft in a way where people could get the you know so the best teams can get the or the worst teams can get the better players and those opportunities could be quite good i just like the idea of it but the last dance if you get a chance have a watch of it it's very interesting how i think the the chicago bulls at one stage they didn't want to get to the playoffs because they wanted to be in the uh the top three or four first drafts of the draft uh, of the draft and uh uh you say draft i say draft coming from liverpool but i'm just saying it's quite an interesting the way if you look at other, how other people do it i'm not sure it would necessarily work it'd be quite exciting wouldn't it but it you know i'm not sure how it would work if you'd you know, trained all your time in the West Country and lived there and at Bath, and suddenly you had to go and play in Newcastle. It made me not work. Yeah, there's, a lot, there's a lot less money in there for moving house and uh, sure. moving your family and moving your kids from school and things like that. I think practically that's been quite difficult. Um, where where's the strength in rugby? It's still international game. I feel yeah. Um, yeah. you know people come and watch it. You know it's the you know the Blue Ribbon event. It's it's the flagship event. Unlike rugby league, where actually the club rugby strong, stronger than the international game. If you centrally contract, look at cricket. You know I'm just putting the devil's advocate spin on it. Look at cricket. The county game's gone to pot. No one watches it. No one really cares. Um, we don't want that to happen with club rugby because it's gone from strength to strength. Yeah. I think it's it's the same thing, mate. Less is more. Don't dampen the quality. Look at you can look after the player. If you had a 14-team premiership. Yeah. Split into two pools, you play each other twice. Immediately, that is 12 games. Yeah, yeah. Not 22. Yeah. You can then, um, you know, if you need your summer tours and your autumn tours, fit that into the calendar with the Six Nations, with the uh, with the rugby championship as well. You can also have the European competition as it stands. Yeah. And I, I just think, you know, with CBC coming in, if they, you know, how they can use it to market and generate income because clearly they have more games for the income because home games are so big. We now know the figures, don't we, through this uh, this lockdown and of how much clubs are losing. Um, but also, if they're given money, you know, if they find a way to sort of monetize this situation, you build your stands, you grow your stands. So actually, you know, less home games, you still get those fans coming through a greater number, you know. Um, Maybe 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 twelve games is too little realistically, and then you have maybe a sort of top eight playoff uh, all the way through. 
But maybe, uh, maybe, but, 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 maybe. But, I, but I definitely think they just need less Premiership games. I mean, I don't think you need the Anglo. You don't need the Anglo Welsh Cup no. or Premiership Cup. You can no. have less numbers in your squad, playing squad as well, so everyone gets games. I do think you should be linked up to um, the rugby, uh, the championship, our rugby championship. Um, you know, level two, tier two, because it's a great development ground as well for players as well as coaches. And I just think there's a massive, massive opportunity there to change the structure of club rugby. The problem you've got, Brax, is everyone knows there should be change, but no one wants to give up their slice of the pie. No one. No. It's always the other. And, and I think it's Premiership rugby that needs to uh, have less games. International rugby needs maybe one or two less throughout yeah. the year. Um, but Premiership rugby needs at least four four games less than it's played. Yeah, I, th- I think that's actually a good idea. And another way, though, might well be is to you can make up maybe one or two more games where, I don't know, Saracens do, do play the Hurricanes or whatever. You can have matches, so one or two more uh, in the seed. The problem is, like you say, when it comes down to the breakup of the pie and the clubs want more games all the time because they just need a little bit more money to pay the players and it's it's a merry-go-round. But, but look, if the, if the unions can come and help, World Rugby Broke, RFU can come and help. If they agree to this, the RFU go, right, well, actually, here's more money. Here's more money, yeah. It's, here's more money to make up the shortfall that you would be getting from these home games and everything. But I you know, agree. You'd get, you'd get, I know that Premiership does well in attendances, but you'd undoubtedly get sellouts all the time now because it's, it's yeah. less. Yeah. Uh, you can certainly build and market the games to mean more. And yeah. each season it changes. So maybe, you know, the odd-numbered positions, um, you know, that they move into the other pool for the, for the, ne- for the next year. Uh, oh, it's a good, I think it's a really good idea. Like you say, if you have less games and then re- replicate those less games with international games, whereby so, so a good proportion of that money now goes to the clubs, make, the clubs will make a lot more money. A lot more would. money. And I also think you, you, need, you can't, I, I think uh, you need to keep the interest at the same level. For the reason we're talking about tours and the I use the cricket analogy, you know, the, the yeah. old tours of five, whether it be the West Indies, Pakistan, uh, Australia, whoever, but they were there for a sort of set period, is what you can't do is have three premiership games, two European, international. I think it needs to remain the same competition for as long as possible. So the interest is there. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, what, what's this game again? Um, does this go towards the league? You know, with the spectators thinking... Yeah. And, yeah. Well, we lost to so-and-so, yeah, but that didn't matter because that was in the league, that wasn't in Europe or vice versa or whatever it was. Yeah. It used to be a block of matches where they're meaningful. Yes, then there'll be a break-up because that's the way the seasons are at the moment. You can't, you know, if you're going to change one thing, you know, it's going to be little by little. I think and what we're saying... It, and then you bring it back as a block. I think with our ideas, what we're basically saying is you and I need to run World Rugby. I'll go vice and then I'll just... <laughs> you can be head for a while. Give, and take, give, take give Billy a call if, he's, uh, if you say he's... Um, Cast iron certainty, if that's what you're thinking. Rocket with Kieran Bracken and Nick Easter, the brand new rugby podcast. Right, Brax, um, we're on to our 15 of the week. And, you know, last week we had the Animal 15. Um, we're still waiting to see what our subscribed listeners prefer or which team will win, which will be interesting. But this week we're not up against each other. We're sort of with each other. We, we decided... Um, again, to sort of go a little bit left field and look at British um, sportsmen or women that would make good rugby players. So if they decided not to be, you know, an elite athlete in their field, um, you know, would they, you know, would they have made a good rugby player and therefore they'd be in our team? I'm doing the forwards, you're doing the backs. 
and just briefly giving a reason you know why they're in your team you can go over many decades it's not current sportsmen and I think as well the caveat is you you've got to limit it to a maximum so I'm doing forwards you're doing backs a maximum of two from one particular sport okay thanks for telling me now that's fine yeah that's all right (laughs) It was. What, did you not get that on the memo? No, no, I didn't get it. But that's all right. I can change. I can change out. But I just, um, okay. As, as I'm changing my bat line, let's do your, let's do your uh, pass. <laughs> <laughs> right, mate. So I have gone. I've probably um, transgressed the rules here. I have gone with Lou Seprop, good old Fatima Whitbread. Javelin thrower from the 80s, mate. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I like that. Sturdy, yeah, yeah. explosive, mobile, so she can get around the park. Yeah. So I've gone with Fatima. I think she would have uh, she would have made a decent lucid. Uh, on the tight head side, before I moved to hooker, I thought, this is easy. This is easy. Originally, I had Jeff Capes in there, but I thought, no, that's 280s again. So I went yeah. with, you know, the latest Brit to win the world's strongest man back in 2017. Oh, I wrote Eddie Hall. Eddie Hall, great one. And, uh, you know, he's got the world deadlift record. I think he's still got it. Phenomenally strong, clearly the strongest man in the world before he, I think he retired after that, didn't he? But uh, he's also got a bit of pedigree because his brother, James, he played for Bristol for a bit. Okay. Uh, So there's a bit of rugby now in there as well. So he's not just there to, you know, prop up the scrum and be the strong man. Yeah. Yeah. In between them, I like this selection. This is my favourite selection here. Go on. This, this guy, you know, he's he's a proper terrier, in your face. He's accurate as well, so his, th- his darts will be good. He's very accurate. Uh, you've gone for a scoring rate. Who have I gone with? A uh, uh, darts player? No, Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney? Uh, yeah, well, he, he looks like a hooker, though, doesn't he? Wayne Rooney, mate. <laughs> I think he would have... That's good. Darts, I like that. You can't have a darts player in there. They wouldn't, they wouldn't get around the park. We're saying if this is an alternative sport... <laughs> Yeah. Wayne Rooney, mate. I think that's a tasty front row, mate. What do you think? Yeah. I think that's, well, no, I, 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 that's well, well selected, well thought out, a little bit better than your um, than your animal fifteen. I'm going to guess you've gone for second row. I bet you've gone for a rower. Yes, yeah. correct, correct. I knew you. I don't know. I knew you had because I was going to put one in my back line when you when you asked me about half an hour ago. But anyway, I reckon you've got Steve Redgrave or Cracknell or Pinson. Okay. I've gone with Pinson. He's taller than the other two, mate. He's got a good engine. Mate, you, why would you have put a rower in the back line? You know rowers. You know people. Yeah, have, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, I know. have no ability in ball sports whatsoever. It's like cyclists. Yes. Now, they're great endurance athletes, competitive animals. But yeah. as far as handling the ball and game awareness and things like that, doesn't yeah. suit them. I've gone with another sort of endurance athlete, but uh, I'm not sure how good they are on, on their feet. Rebecca Adlington. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good she's Swimmer. Tall. Swimmer, because yeah. we've got to go with alternative sports, you see. Yes. Yeah, so, no, no, no. Well, I, I did have, I had Adam Peaty in my, in my, uh, as a winger for me, but I've changed yeah. it out. I did have Adam Peaty in there, uh, which I might keep. But yeah, no, that's a good one. Like so it. Rebecca yeah. Adlington in there. Yeah. Um, so, back row. You've got blindside flank. You need a big hitter. You need a guy who's going to intimidate Anthony Joshua. Ah, I like it. Yeah, yeah okay. I mean, line out option Woody as well. Would he last? Would he last? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, yeah. Line yeah. out option as well. Um, so I've gone with him. Big hitter. Strike fear into the opposition. Man mounting. I've gone with Jess Ennis at flank, at open side. 
Oh, menace. She, she, she's going to keep going, isn't she? Hey, she'll keep going. She's explosive. She's got the skill set. Yeah. Uh, you know, seven, seven skills all there. Obviously, heptathlon, seven events, number seven. Yeah. I've just thought of that, to be honest. It goes well, doesn't it? <laughs> did, did, didn't even have yeah. that in my thinking, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, number eight. Um, this was easy. Actually, to be honest, it wasn't easy. It was easy yeah. once Jess Ennis was in there because I was going to have Daley Thompson, but oh, I was going to have Daley Thompson. I thought, I thought you might want him, so I've left yeah, him there. No. For you. I've gone with Ian Botham. Ian Botham, yeah, beefy. yeah, he's bought, yeah, beefy, yeah, good, Top good the skills, mate. Match winner, glamour, likes to party, likes a good cigar, a man yeah. after my own heart, and yeah. uh, mate, he's he's one of the great British sportsmen ever, and uh, you stick him in there, mate, team man. Win your games, front up in the physical stakes, and yeah. in the skill set as well. So, like it. What do you think? What do you think of that pack? I think it's a good pack. I might, I might have. I probably prefer Beefy at six and Joshua at eight. Should we go into the backs? Bearing in mind, I didn't have that very long and the half changing all the time. But um, <laughs> at, at, at number nine, the most important position is going to run everything. Um, it's a tricky one. This this player, cricket captain, um, was at, is actually comes from Rush, which is only up the road from where I grew up in Skerries, County Dublin. So yes, he's he's Irish like myself, but ended up playing for England. Both of us won a World Cup winners medal. So that's sometimes on sports questions. Um, but Owen Morgan. Okay. Yeah. Yes, right. Owen Morgan. Um, I don't know what his fitness will be like, but he's a thinker. He's an organizer. He's all rounded. Um, hey, and look, yeah. Hey, look at that link. You got two cricketers there. Yeah, you got country. <laughs> yeah, you have. Big yeah. matches, being heroes themselves. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a great link you've got there. Yeah. Right. And they'll they'll know what they're doing. So, and he can organize people, whether he's captain or not. But my my ten who I think is uh, is going to be captain of the side by a mile. because this is, Mate, this is a big choice, this. You've got to get this right. I know. And the reason why I think I've got it right is he's captain before as well. But I don't think in the pack there are many leaders in, uh, and they're all IQ quite low that you've picked. Okay? So I think as a 10, I've got Steven Gerrard. Come on. Come on. Don't look at me like that, like you've got a better one. Steven Gerrard... Captain Marvel knows what he's doing. Organised, um, yeah. Oh, you, yeah. You, you've obviously got a better one, haven't you? Mate, I'll be honest with you. I haven't given the backs a moment's thought. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm thinking <laughs> off of you. Um, all right. right. Yeah. Good. Yeah, good that's all right. So, Owen Morgan, Stephen Gerrard, organised everything. Now, listen. So, what did you natural, say? Natural choices, them. I think natural sports to come from there. Yeah, so, let's have a bit more diversity, please. No, 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 no. Okay, <laughs> so. So let's do my centres. My centres, um, I want a bit of power. I've gone for David Hay at inside centre. Um, and then I've gone for, this is a strange one, this one, um, Steve Backley at 13. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Javelin thrower. Gone with another because javelin thrower. Hey, gone with a javelin thrower. I didn't know that you had uh, a Fatima. So I've got a javelin thrower, you know. And listen, he's, I, know, I know Steve Backley is not that, he's probably not that endurance isn't great, but anyone gets past him, Woof, do you know what I mean? He's, what do you, you mean? Know. Anyone gets past him. <laughs> Anyone what gets past him. You, you are struggling out, to reason this selection. Throw out, throw out a little javelin and take him down. Hey, I like um, the David Hayes selection because he's mobile and he's swift enough. Yeah, exactly. He's a cruiserweight. He's been a light heavyweight. He's been a heavyweight. Exactly. He can he's, adjust to the situation. Exactly. 
I'll the Steve you... Backley, mate, I'm struggling with. I just, I think he turned. No, I want He'll turn like the QE2. He played a bit. Where he told me he played 8 and 12 when when I spoke to him. Right, so you selected him at 13 then. Right. Yeah, okay, well, that exactly. makes sense, doesn't it? I've got, I've, it's an obvious choice. I've got, I've got Linford Christie. Um, I've got Linford Christie on one of the wings. I have to, I have to choose him. I'm which, a bit worried which, which that. Wing? Which wing? I'm slight. Does it matter? It, I'm hey, slightly hey, worried. Don't show your ignorance here, mate. Okay. Does it matter? Come really? on. Passing off the right hand, give it gas. I, I'm really worried about him catching a ball, though. <laughs> <laughs> he might be fast, but he doesn't look like he doesn't look like he's he'd be able to catch. catch you know a what ball. I'm co- I'm more concerned about. Go on. Is his pickup pace isn't great. He was a great finisher. But he actually, he, his uh, fastest part of his race was the last 20, 30 metres. Yeah, that's and true. And in rugby, you know, it's the first five to 25 as a winger, 40. Yeah. So, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to be convinced on that one. Right, I okay. I went with the lazy, easy choice. No, I'm happy with it. I'm happy with most people. I think he'd have been in there. Now, oh, so my fullback and my other wing... <clears throat> I did a sprint against this girl on a bike and she, she was absolutely unbelievably powerful. I've got Victoria yeah. Victoria Pendleton. She, she's a sprinter, is she? She's a sprinter, yeah. She yeah. knows she she's a sprinter. But my fullback's my, one of my favourite selections. Is uh, I've got Andy Murray. Okay. At fullback, you know, obviously, uh, Wimbledon champion, and yeah. uh, you know, but he, he he never gives up. He's quite gangly. He's got good hand eye coordination. Very well, then he covers the ground well. He's going, be, he's going to cover. He's going to go side to side. He's going to be get really annoyed with everyone. I selected him, you know, because I was going to have him. I was thinking about him in the forwards, but I thought he breaks down with injury too much. There's yeah. no way of being the forwards. You know, that ankle and yeah. back of his would struggle with about three tackles. So you've kept him out of the danger zone. He'll make about three cover tackles a game. Yep. He'll come into the line nicely. He'll distribute yep. nicely. Take the high balls. Cover the backfield beautifully. Yep. Good selection. So let's just let's just so give us your pack again, so everyone knows. I think it's a strong team. It's it's strong. A, I think it's an I think it's an outstanding team. To be fair, yeah. I think you got okay. Lou said props are one through to fifteen. Lou said Fatima Whitbread, Hooker Wayne Rooney, tight head Eddie Hall. Second row, I've got Rebecca Adlington and Matthew Pinson. Number six, Anthony Joshua. Number seven, Jess Ennis. Number eight, Ian Botham. And number nine, Owen Morgan from Russian Ireland. Uh, number 10, Stephen Gerrard, and captain of the team. We've got Linford Christie, 11, on the wing. David Hay and Steve Batley in the centres. Victoria Pendleton on the wing with Andy Murray. At fullback, that is one. I, 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 do you know what? I was just give us a couple of names that you were thinking of bringing who didn't quite make mate, the How start. the hell is Daly Thompson not made it, mate? Yeah, how's Daly, Daly Thompson well, the great problem, sportsman? The, yeah, but the problem is he's 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 too versatile and he's not the most amazing sprinter. He's not everything, is he? I see what you mean. Maybe he could have been a ten, couldn't he? He could have been a ten. But I, other people I had, like Lewis Hamilton, I was going to put him at nine. And I oh, thought, mate, mate, what are you doing? Lewis Hamilton for Lynn, for Christie. You think so? Let's make that change now. We've got too many athletes in there as well if you're going to keep Steve, Steve Freight Train, uh, Backley in there. 
So we're gonna we're gonna put Lewis Hamilton instead of Olympic Christie. I wonder what the public will feel about that. Uh, I think that's a good choice, mate. He's got great get-up speed. Do you reckon he's quick? Do you reckon he's quick enough, though? Seriously? Nah, easy, easy, mate. Lewis Hamilton in there. Okay, we'll put him in. I had dinner. You know you've got there, Brax. You know what you've got there. Go on. So you've got two quite diminutive wingers, nippy wingers, quick wingers, but then you've got a big centre pairing. Yes. See, so you've got a big sort of immobile but powerful centre pairing there, but it's complemented yeah. by the two yeah. little nippy. Wingers. I'm loving the I'm loving the back row as well with that centre partnership. That's power. So, but but Jessica, you got Jessica Ennis in, yeah. Yeah. What 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 is it? Do you not think she's she's very pretty and nice? And do you know what I mean? Do you think she's gonna do the hard yards? Mate, she doesn't. She she doesn't care about it. Looks mate. She she just cares about the end goal. She cares about the team. <laughs> Doing it for the team. I mean, she was Team Great Britain, wasn't she, back in 2012? Yeah, she remember? was, yeah. She was the face. Um, you've got leaders across the park there, mate, I think, as well. Ian Beefy, he's going to be on it. He's going to be out on it all the Jess, time. Mate. Jess Ennis, Owen Morgan, mate, you're going to have a great party party time as well because Eddie Hall likes a good time. Yeah. Ian Botham, he'll be, he'll be the judge in the court sessions. Yeah. He'll be running the social. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Lewis Hamilton, he likes a good time, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a good. It's a good team. It's a good international team. We should challenge that team against against someone else. We should get someone else, another podcast team. Yeah, another team. podcast team. But they they they've had a lot longer to think about it. We had what twenty minutes. <laughs> do you reckon? Do you reckon? Like I was thinking about getting the best team we've ever played against, and uh, and the best team we've ever played with. And it, it'd be interesting to see if any of our players overlap, which I doubt. I doubt because I'm a bit older than you, but um, it'd be interesting. I'd love to see who the best players you've ever played against. So maybe yeah, I think, I think you know for future podcasts we do that. Also, um, the best players you played with who never played for England, perhaps as well. Um, yeah, that's a good probably one. Deserved, probably and, and not just deserved one cap. Deserved yeah. probably 10, 20 caps plus. Yeah. Anyway, you want to make, make it. You know, listeners it. are obviously going to be up in arms that Daly's not in there and probably a few others, but it's a good, light debating point. How, uh, have, we, how have we not got Linford Christie on the wing, though? Do you know what I mean? Because you said he can't catch and his get-up speed's after 70 metres. OK, all right, OK. Yeah, all right, let's live with it. Let's live with it. Let's see what people think. I'd be interested to see what people's uh, 15 are. Yeah, that's good. OK. But I, th- I think we've picked a strong, strong team. Strong team, mate. Strong team, mate. Rocket with Kieran Bracken and Nick Easter, the brand new rugby podcast. Oh, what a legend! Look at this man. Oh, look he's at him. Little. Oh, he's aged well. Oh, How are you, my man? man. <laughs> oh, my friend, listen, Nick, Nick Easter. You know, so I played with Nicky uh, at uh, Saracens, but uh, great playing alongside you. But even better off the to, pitch <laughs> to be on, to be in the changing room with you with your guitars. And singing away, especially after the win. And even when we lost, you had something to sing about, which was pretty good. But I loved it when we had a, we had at the end of the year, we had the court session and you would be the Qatar and you would be the court jester and joker. But we had uh, a bucket carver there, no doubt, as well. <laughs> rum and coke, Nick, rum and coke, man. Uh, rum and coke is it? Oh, that's <laughs> You've aged well. What's right? Listen, what are you taking, my man? Where are you in the world? Are you you look really well. He's what? Kent. He's Kent, mate. What are you doing now? What are you up to? I'm a director of rugby in a little grammar school. Mate, it's perfect for me because I don't know much else. Eh? That's awesome, man. How long have you been doing that? 
um, eight years now. Yeah, haven't got the sack yet, mate. So, <laughs> are your kids at the school? No, no, my kids what ten and just turned nine. So then we're in a we're in a village, mate. In village, I'm the only one in the village. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, like I'm the only one in the village. <laughs> the only one in the village. The, oh, only, me in the shop, mate, the only one that wears shirts like that. I love it. I love oh yeah, it. gotta bring some colour. Oh. Ash, mate. Yeah, so. You guys are looking well too, mate. Shut up. Oh yeah, cheers, mate. Cheers. Yeah, yeah we've Thanks. we've had the um, do-it-yourself haircuts, and uh, luckily the grainy footage doesn't show off the patches. Well, Brax, Oh, you're still looking good, mate. You still got those curls, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> you oh do, my god, mate, you do. So how's how's the singing going anyway, mate? And the guitaring? Have you got more time? Have you got more time for it now, or less time with your with your job? Um. A uh, bit of the same. Just this morning, one of the, my daughter's friends came around uh, to her birthday, so she was like ten meters away, and we just made yeah. a happy birthday for her, and then she went on her way on her bike. So yeah. And what's your what's your? I mean, obviously your repertoire is so vast, but if you have a few, is there is there a favorite artist or your own songs that uh, you prefer to play? Um, right now, I play it easy. Because I think today everyone's stressed about and just want to be easy. And Brax, you know, uh, you hang with the island boys. Yeah, yeah. All the tension. Yeah, man. We don't care about much, do we? Yeah, I'm just going to bring you something into shot here, Nicky. Hold on a sec. You carry on talking, you two. By the way, don't expect me to add any value to this song, by the way. I can't, you know, I can't sing and I can't play any instruments. But, ah, here we go. And. It's his wife plays it. No, but I, what I can do, mate, is I can, I can play, you can play lead, I can play rhythm. Nice. Look at that. Make it cry, mate. Make oh, this cry. is brilliant. Mate, in all fairness, mate, I can't play there. My missus is guitar, so uh, <laughs> I got really excited there, didn't I? <laughs> I tell you what, we'll be back in dancers, so come on. Let's do this rendition. Let's, let's have it. Nicky. Yeah. Oh, I uh, will pretend to play on here, but I'll, you won't hear anything. I'll just pretend. Right, okay. Just oh, look at that quick. guitar. Hey, hang on a sec. Look at that thing. Wow. That's oh, awesome. What's that? Is that a national steel? No, nah, mate. This is just a little old resonator. You know, um, Die Straits, Mike Moffley had one, and ever since I was like 10, I wanted one. Yeah, but that's it, mate. He's my favourite. He's my favourite yeah, guitarist. That, that's the uh, one he plays um, Romeo and Juliet on, isn't it? That's the one. That's the one. Well, if you've got that, mate, if you've got Romeo and Juliet, mate, I'm just <laughs> you've made you've made my year. Um, just the other day, because I got time, I hung up all my my guitars. I like see. it. These are like uh, my three of the four World Cups I went to. I've got them signed at the back, so they're pretty special to me. Brilliant. Awesome. Awesome. Right, mate. Are you gonna let us know what you're playing, or are you just gonna play? Easy. Ah, uh, the easy by the Commodores. Nice one. Let's have it. No, it sounds funny, but I just can't stand the pain. Girl, I'm leaving you tomorrow. Seems to me, girl, you know I've done all I can. See a big stall and a bum Yeah. Ooh. 
absolute legend i love that can we can we finish off with just one couple of questions about rugby we may as well international superstar for fiji uh as you know there's a, a lot of talk about p shot uh sort of aiming to to to, be, to become president of world rugby and uh where, where do fiji sit amongst all of this are you hoping p shot gets a say and fiji and those unions get more of a chance to play the, the first two nations well, when you think about it, we've been asking, hopefully the island teams are everyone's second team, you know? Hopefully yeah. Fiji yeah. is all yeah. the English players' second team. Yeah. Go yeah. on, Fiji, if it's not England. So we've been asking this for a long time. Why don't the guys who are playing Tier 1 spent go back and play for the island? Yes. To help us, yes. yes. So Billy, like Billy, Vin- Billy Vinopola, when he's, go and play for Tonga. Mate, yeah, that's what, uh, isn't that what Billy Bill Beaumont said? That didn't he? He said that he he may bring that back. Well, look, how long's Billy been in the job? Uh, well, yeah, good point. I get your point. I get your point. See, so Billy, he's had the power, but he hasn't. But now that um, Pisho is sort of up him a little bit, now they're playing um, uh, political games, which is yeah, you know, exactly, yeah. So, mate, it is what it is. I don't care who runs. I don't care. Mate, but the, mate, but New Zealand won't have a team then. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that's different because they'll get them from, you know, the Islanders come over for school. So they're from school all the way. Yeah. yeah and, then, yeah. and then once they're, they're finished in the All Blacks, they can still go back and, you know. I agree. I think for that's the something record, that they should always do. These guys playing for England, playing for Ireland, playing for around the world because it sends more money back yeah. to yeah. villages. And once they're done, once they can't give Ireland or England their best, they've got to get out. And if they still want to, they can come play for the Islands yeah. for no money. <laughs> yeah, you've heard it here now. Let's do it. Don't you reckon, Nick? Mate, yeah. well, look, as Nicky says, though, we've tr- we've trodden this ground before and it yeah. was a success and there was no problem with it. So it's not like we're into the unknown. All of a sudden, now Billy Billy Beaumont wants Fiji's vote. All of a sudden, Pisho, they want the vote from the Islanders. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, but your chairman goes around killing people, so uh, you haven't got that vote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <bloody> yeah. <laughs> To me, that's not right, is it, Nick? But how can they not do due diligence on that, though? That he needs is. to sing my song a bit more, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, he to chill out. He probably got a bit stressed at the time, didn't he? But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, you've still got the guns. You've still got the looks. You can still sing. Oh, and uh, we up. appreciate you coming on and sort of uh, that with that rendition, cheering us all up. And uh, I hope lockdown is, uh, is good for you and your family. Stay safe, my man. Yeah, stay safe. Great to hear from you. Brax, cheers, mate. Cheers, my man. You're a ledge. Rocket with Kieran Bracken.
and Nick Easter. Well, thanks for listening. And you can see us on our YouTube channel. Just search up Rookit and we'll pop up there and you can listen to our dulcet tones and see our lovely faces. Me with a little bit of a bald head and Nick Easter with more hair. But thanks for listening. Uh, please tell your friends about us. We'll hopefully keep continuing talking drivel about rugby and all sorts of different things. But from Rookit, thanks for listening.